do you agree that the Chinese government has persecuted the Uyghur population? Well, it's really concerning to hear about all accounts of human rights abuse. My role here is to explain what our platform does on this. It's a pretty easy question. Do you agree that the Chinese government has persecuted the Uyghur population? Congressman, I'm here to describe TikTok and what we do as a platform. And as All a right. platform, we allow our users to freely express All their right. views on this issue Earlier and any today, other issue that matters to them. Well, you didn't answer the question. Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Monterulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening? Uh, I am back in the homeland. I'm back in the land of the Great Lakes. Gordon Lightfoot, the late Edmund Fitzgerald. Um, yeah, it's the holiday, so I'm back home. Uh, <laughs> took, took the Amtrak, train got delayed twice. Uh, so a three and a half hour train ride ended up being about six hours. Uh, got, Always fun. yeah, got in, got into town about midnight and then had to drive North about another four hours, another three and a half, four hours. Um, how, how, how busy is it out? I mean, this is like the busiest travel week of the year. So I can't imagine that. I mean, that- driving to the, to the Northern Michigan, uh, you know, at one, two in the morning, there's. Nobody out except deer. <laughs> right, well, no, yeah, that when when you travel that late, yeah, I mean during the yeah. day it's just fucking insane on the roads. I'm sure on the it's. It, I mean, it's just transit. so it's it's so sparsely populated up here that there's just there's not much going in, in the summertime. Yeah, it would be because everyone would be fucking towing a boat. But right, right now, no. Um, so yeah, I almost hit a deer last night. Uh, I was uh, cruising along at about seventy miles an hour, um, going. Uh, only 70 because uh, they they do just kind of walk out in front of you as mm-hmm. this did and um, I've had I, you know I've never hit a deer you know right. I drive a car I was driving mom's jeep but I I uh, was driving along and I they have these little like um, green reflectors on poles on either side of the highway right mm-hmm. so it's like just to remind you that there's a, there's like a ditch there not to drive off of it. But right. little green reflectors just look like the fucking deer's eyes. So you know, every mile or so, I'd be like, oh, shit, is that one? Is that one? <laughs> <laughs> and I had just seen a reflector that I was positive was a real deer. And, you know, you never know when they're just going to, like, bound up out of the ditch and run across the, the highway in front of you. And, and it wasn't. It was a reflector. But then almost just like a split second after that. I see a deer right in front of me. Like it's just, it's, it's stepping off the curb or, you know, off the shoulder directly into my lane in front of me. And I mean, I, I, I slammed on the brakes, but not hard enough to, 
you know, lose traction and the car starts skidding or anything like that. Uh, but my poor mother, who was asleep, <laughs> was suddenly awakened <laughs> into shock. Um, so I slammed on the brakes and at the same time, like put my arm out to grab her. So she didn't go flying. I mean, she had her seatbelt on, but still, you know, you, you, you in, in a rapid deceleration, you're still going to go flying forward for a while before the seatbelt catches you. Sure. Um, so yeah, multitasking cat like reflexes. I, uh, the deer was fine. It came very close, scared the shit out of me. <laughs> uh, mom was fine. Jeep was fine. So yeah, I, uh, Comrade saved the day on that one. It's a Thanksgiving miracle. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. No, it fucking driving in the sticks fucking sucks. I that that I had so many close calls back when I lived in New York because we were very uh where we lived was just surrounded by woods. Up here I don't really have it as much because I don't really do any highway driving. Mm-hmm. Uh luckily, but yeah, I, I just so many fucking nights driving back from Connecticut, I would just be like you know, a couple where I le- legit had to swerve out of the lane to not fucking hit it, like just because they're, they're just right. they're they're idiots. They just run right, and and you know to be fair, it's the middle of their fucking you know land, but they have no spatial awareness or like whatever, so they'll just run I mean, right out in fucking front of you. They have spatial awareness for their environment that they're evolved to. The thing is, sure, sure, if, yes. If if you're just staying around, minding your own business, you know, there's nobody nobody else around no sign of life and you're just standing there and then suddenly something going 70 miles an hour is coming straight at you uh is the reason why they call it a deer in headlights well, i was gonna say yeah i mean there's a reason that like, exists. No, if you if you were standing in the middle of the street and there was no other cars around and suddenly there's a, a car was coming straight at you at 70 miles an hour you well, probably... i also have the mental context for what that is versus a deer who is like what ooh, shiny thing and then yeah oops. well every deer that's alive has the context for what could kill it so yeah yeah so uh i had a story what... that i wanted to get to that we didn't get to last week oh, i wanted yeah. to crank this out here because we've been talking about israel plenty we will put more this episode too, but this was just fortunately. Yes, this um, this story is. We don't really do like the the culture war type stories that often because they're just they're so dumb. They're just so incredibly dumb, and and this one is just it's like beyond the pale dumb. And I'm just going to read a little bit from it, but I'm not. I'm gonna I'm gonna omit part of it until we get a little bit further into it. I want to explain the controversy first, and then tell you the name of the thing that they were. So headline first in Texas, a fight over gender in school theater takes an unexpected turn. So a school district in the conservative town of Sherman, Texas, made national headlines last week when it put a stop to a high school production of the musical that I'll tell you later after a transgender student was cast in the lead role. Yeah, so Texas didn't like that. The district's administrators decided and communicated to parents that the school would cast only students, quote, born as females in female roles and students born as male in male roles. Like, okay. have they ever heard of Peter Pan? Right. Well, I mean, this is yeah, <laughs> literally the the backbone of theater since like Shakespearean times. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, people playing, you know, playing right, roles right. in drag, playing, you know, like having a, an adult woman play a you know, adolescent boy because you couldn't have a full grown man playing an adolescent boy realistically. So Peter Pan was, or, you know, anyway, 
So, all right. Not only did several transgender and non-binary students lose their parts, but so too did cisgender girls cast in male roles. <laughs> Publicly, the district um, said the problem was the profane and sexual content of the musical. At one point, the th- uh, theater teacher who objected to the decision was escorted out of the school by the principal. The set, a sturdy mock-up of a settler's house that took students months to build, was demolished. Of so, a settler's house that took months to build. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to piece together what play this is, but I cannot so far. Yeah, <laughs> this was this was the uh, very non-family friendly, subversive musical, Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma Jesus is like the safest, most wholesome. Right. You know, Yankee Doodle fucking most vanilla gay fucking musical of all time, Oklahoma. It's, Just. But oh, a trans student's gonna have the lead role. Suddenly we have to find everything wrong with the play we can and pretend it's the subversive to so yeah. To be fair, so, they did everyone a favor by not fucking subjecting them to three hours of Oklahoma, but <laughs> yeah. But well, no, I mean it is ridiculous. This is fucking, you know. So the at some point from the outrage, they reversed the decision unanimously. But just like the some of the, some of this article just gets like really fucking hilarious with like because they they wanted to like get into the zeitgeist of what some of these people actually think about <laughs> the the trans agenda actually is. So I'm just going to read a little bit more here. Um, so the board's vote came after students and outraged parents began organizing in recent days. The District's administration, seeking a compromise, offered to recast the students in a version of the musical meant for middle schoolers or younger that omitted solos and included roles for children as cattle and birds. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, hey, if you, we can't have you a girl playing a guy, but uh, you can play a cow if you want. Local residents came to talk about decades of past productions at Sherman High School of Oklahoma, where apparently it was never controversial before, which tells the story of an Oklahoma Territory farm girl and her courtship by two rival suitors. Many scoffed at the district's objections to the musical, which uh, school officials complained included mature adult themes. <laughs> like, yeah, this, this the same people that want to have teenage child brides want to say that Oklahoma has mature adult themes. Um, Oklahoma quote this is a quote from a guy Oklahoma is generally regarded as one of the safest shows you could possibly pick to perform said Kirk Everest a theater professor at Austin College who was among those who came to speak it's all quote it's almost a stereotype at this point Um, and then they kind of switch gears here to some of the detractors Uh, a quote adult content doesn't belong in high school they're still kids said Renee Snow, 62, uh, earlier Monday, as she sat with a friend on a bench outside the county courthouse. Further quote, it's about education. It's not about lifestyle. Whatever that means. (laughs) Her friend, Lynn Williams, 69, agreed. (laughs) It doesn't seem like anyone is willing to stand up for anything anymore. It's like... Uh, okay again what is that what does that even mean also what you're complaining about mature content of a of a fucking theater in school but your your age is 69 way to be a hypocrite (laughs) (laughs) this is where it gets even more bizarre just like man on the street 
interviews, but in you know, print form. At a local shoe store, no one needed to be to, no one needed to be reminded of the details of the controversy. One shopper shaking a pair of insoles said that she believed that God made people either male or female, and that the issue was as simple as that. A shopper shaking a pair of insoles, like so enraged that you're just like whatever's in your hand at the moment at the shoe store, you're just shaking violently like <laughs> God made the people. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh, finally, last paragraph. This was a guardian regarding the superintendent that first banned the play before they reversed course. According to the choir director, uh, uh, the assistant superintendent of the district asked her to change a lesbian character into a straight character in the school's production of Legally Blonde in 2015, and to cut a song entitled Gay or European. (laughs) Hey, 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 could could the theater not be so gay and European? (laughs) Can we get rid of the song called Gay or European? And also, could we make that butch into a a pretty lady? Yeah, it's just just like... (laughs) You know, he, you know, probably served in Vietnam and then came back and you know, became a teacher and became a principal and eventually the assistant superintendent. And then he's got to deal with shit like <laughs> kids being gay and doing theater class <laughs> and trying <laughs> and trying to corral the. Yeah, can't forget. The gay I, I, unfortunately, I think people that that become, you know, principals and vice principals, unfortunately, a lot of them have that cop mindset. It's not the it doesn't attract like teachers as much as it attracts, you know like failed cops in, in those roles. Typically. I mean, oh, you know, I'm sure there, there, there's some good ones, but the power aspect of it. The superintendent is not on the side of the teachers and the families ever. No. Um, no and, and you know, every, well. every school vice principal is the one who's in charge of discipline. So, I mean, they're all, they're all ex-military. They're all fucking fired cops. Right. Um, but yeah, I was just, I read this and I was just like, this just gets funnier and fucking funnier and just like dumber and dumber. And uh, I mean, it just it, and and just the fact that like you know it only took like a, a one meeting full of people, um, you know, telling them what fucking idiots they are for them to go back into a boardroom and unanim- unanimously vote to reinstate the play. <laughs> like that's that's how easy they folded on this. Yeah. Like it wasn't even about any like serious ideology. It was just like, oh, people will actually want it. I guess we're gonna keep doing Oklahoma like we have been doing since 1953. <laughs> It's almost like uh, boycotts, divestment, and sanction actually works. I mean, this is for the lamest reason possible, but still, I mean, the the concept is is proven to work uh, anytime that it's actually you know tried in any in any meaningful uh, or or small way. Um, yeah, I mean, bullying people to their face is really the best thing you can do because you know, no matter how much power somebody has, at the end of the day, if you're in the same room as them and you're fucking being belligerent with them they're going to be afraid. Yep. <laughs> they're going to be afraid oh, yeah. of you. They're not they're going to feel some some shame and they're going to want to run out of the room and run away and go cry. So well, uh yeah. So, you know, and obviously we should get onto the subject of uh of Israel because this is uh the ongoing sort of story of our time, I would say, uh certainly of this year at least. Um and, you know, I, I don't, we don't have a ton of updates on the ground. There are some that we'll get to later. Um, some of the things that kind of broke today that we wanted to talk about uh, for sure were the, uh, the consequences for actually, you know, speaking 
truthfully about the situation that's happening in Palestine and in Gaza right now. Um, you know, we talk a lot on the show about uh, the kind of the red scare of the 40s and the 50s and the Hollywood blacklist and the gray lists and all this fucking horse shit and how horrible and right wing uh, and disgusting that Hollywood has always been, um, you know, at the executive level and, and America in general has always been. Um, and I think, unfortunately, this is the area where we're really seeing uh, that rear its head again, because, you know, the Russia stuff was kind of easy for uh, no, no one was like super outspoken, like in support of Russia. Very few, only like the, you know, the Susan Sarandons of the world or, and when I say in support of Russia, I mean, in support of not being insanely Russophobic and, you know, calling the current fucking Russian government like communist and all the stupid shit that was going on uh, during Russiagate. But, you know, it didn't really go into overdrive because there weren't a ton of people that like vocally were like, oh yeah, this is fucked up. The media's hyperbolic coverage. Uh, unfortunately, now you're seeing that when people actually do speak up on the right side of something, uh, like in the case of Palestine, um, there are swift and immediate consequences uh, for the people speaking out against genocide, not for the people who support uh, genocide or who think Zionism is fucking sexy or whatever that little dipshit from Stranger Things thinks. Um, people that say things like, Hey, you know, like maybe we shouldn't keep people in an open air prison. They're the ones who actually face fucking consequences. So there was a trio, uh, from, from yesterday and today of people facing consequences for being right, um, being on the right side of history. Uh, Susan Sarandon was dropped from, uh, her, her agency, I believe at UTA, uh, for, you know, speaking at a, at a, at an anti-war rally at a, at a pro-Palestine rally. Um, and, you know, making fairly innocuous statements, uh, I would say, um, the, so, well, so UTA is the United Talent Agency. Uh, I looked right, it was up. her agency. Yeah. And it's, and, and you know that like, the, the, you know, if you, if you know about why Megan Fox was blacklisted from Hollywood for 10 years, um, then you know that she referred to Michael Bay as Hitler in an interview and Michael Bay brushed it off. He was like, yeah, whatever. She's just trying to get a rise out of me. But Steven Spielberg, the executive producer of all the fucking Transformers movies, was livid. And he called up Michael Bay and said, you fire her today. <laughs> yeah. So well, just what a, what a stick up his ass. But yeah. I, and, you know, it's just again, it's, it's nothing to the fact that Megan Fox was right. I mean, right, she was right and <laughs> kind of and super funny in that moment. That was like a really funny way to phrase that yeah. to the point that nobody would have batted an eye at it outside of just like, oh, so, <laughs> nice. so, so we know yeah. that, you know, it's 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 the these executive producers, it's the executive, you know, the CEOs of these studios that have the ability to make sure, you know, you'll never work in this town again. You know, like that's, yeah, there's a reason that that's how it works. That's That's, literally what we've said to a lot of people, you know? Yeah. So just, just for, for reference, and we don't know, you know, if, if somebody from outside UTA pressured them to fire her or, you know, it could have been, it could have been any number of executives, but just to, just, just UTA United talent agency, uh, they themselves were founded by, uh, 19 in 1991 by a guy named Jeremy Zimmer. Entertainment Industry and CEO of UTA and Jim Burkus, whose clients include the Cohen brothers and Barbara Streisand. So <laughs> a lot of Jews, a lot of Jews. And, you know, whether they are full on Zionists or just fa- fairly run of the mill liberal Jews, 
you know, a lot of them just won't tolerate any criticism of, of Israel, regardless of what they personally think, because right. they just they don't they they think that, you know, if, if America got to invade, you know, two countries and bomb five others over 9-11, then Israel should be able to do whatever the fuck it wants to over October 7th. You know, it, that we, we should get out. We should do, be allowed to have Fetterman our, phrased it. Right. Yeah. They should be able to do whatever they deserve to do, which, <laughs> which is <laughs> psychotic thing. To, imagine fucking saying that. Like, what is psychotic thing? So, yeah, I mean, this is ridiculous. And Susan Sarandon, uh, you know, never fucking misses. Has always been on the right side of history, uh, much to her detriment. You know, as talented as she is, I'm sure she's lost out on a lot of roles, uh, certainly in the last 10 years for her political beliefs. Um, she's always still working, though. She's always still getting cast and well, shit. She's undeniable, but I mean, it, it's just, you know, I'm sure there are, there are dickhead fucking producers who are like, I'm not casting her in something. I'm not casting that Russian puppet or that, you know, whatever. That's It just, right, right. you know, I'm sure she's lost out on roles because of that. And now she's probably going to lose out on a couple of significant roles because once you have that black mark of you were dropped from your talent agency for X reason, you know, and this is a tactic. This is not just, you know. One person who personally found her distasteful and but, wanted I to mean, drop her from always, the organization. There is always agencies vying for different clients. You know, they're, they're like trying to, you know, trading like fucking sports teams. No, shit, I, so. and, and that's that's <laughs> true. But I think the 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 intent of this kind of like, you know, dismissal and firing from an agency is to create that blacklist to create that of course like, that cancelability you know factor in, in an actor or an actress and you see that sarandon um and again you know she's made her money i'm sure she'll be fine but it's just really unfortunate to see that this is still something that can happen um and even with like executives there is an executive at caa which is i think the the number one talent agent i mean certainly number one or number two extremely large talent agency reps people like tom cruise um, who got fired for like insanely tepid uh, criticism and like calls for a ceasefire um, got fired, like fired as like an executive, as a top executive uh, for CAA. Well, and this and, is, this is scary because her apology, the fact that she, you know, folded and apologized, what she says is scary. And you, and you see how some people are going to be whipped into intimidated. shape. Yep. Right. So this was a CAA's um, co-head of film, uh, Maha Dakhil, resigns from board. Apparently this is temporary. I don't know. After controversial social media post. And uh, again, like you have to be just a fucking baby to find this controversial. Yeah. As has been, uh, as has been widely discussed in Hollywood on October 18, more than a week after Hamas's terror attack on Israel, uh, Dakhil reposted a statement from... Uh, an account called Free Palestine that read, you're currently learning who supports genocide. And Dakil added to it, that's the line for me. She then posted a, a photo captioned, uh, what's more heartbreaking than witnessing genocide? Witnessing the denial that genocide is happening. Yeah, like, and like, she got okay. a first-hand account of that. Like, literally, yeah. just her so point was proven. Apology, her apology just, like, is is... The, not that I mean, she resigned. Okay, yeah, but her apology is the scariest part. She said, "I made a mistake with a repost in my Instagram story, which used hurtful language. Hurtful, the 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 words hurt my feelings, but 
don't 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 make me think about the people that were physically hurt and killed by the tens of thousands. That's no, my my feelings are more important. And they were hurt. Don't you understand? Like so many of us, I have been reeling with heartbreak. I pride myself on being on the side of humanity in peace. I'm so grateful to Jewish friends and colleagues who pointed out the implications and further educated me. I immediately took the repost repost down. I'm sorry for the pain I have caused, she said in a statement. That's when you see $15 million evaporating in front of your eyes. You'll say anything to fucking get that money back. That's, I mean, and that's just the disgusting thing that they did that, that like, it's just, you cannot, you can't criticize Israel. You can't fucking say anything that's remotely true because you literally will have your livelihood and and life threatened. I mean, not not like physically, like we're going to kill you, but like, yeah, you'll never fucking work again. How, How would you like being homeless? How would you like not having a fucking high paying job you know to, to maintain your your mortgage and like it's just it's fucking disgusting that it can be done to anybody even somebody like that um the nice thing well, to see with oh yeah what's your well name? i mean that's it's it, they're the only people it would be done to they don't care what people like you and me say no of course we, right we don't have a huge following that we can influence you right. know, you're gonna lose your hourly wage job. like that's, that's, yes that would happen if we were like you know doing something as horrid as you know tearing down propaganda posters they fucking right. ruin those two girls well, lives and that's but. why they're they're because because they know that these celebrities can be plied because they have you know egos and mansions and multiple yachts that they are afraid to lose right right they have a lot on the line no now you've got just random teenagers with three million followers on tiktok who are saying this stuff and they're freaking out because they can't go after some random teenager who doesn't, right, you know, who's got nothing known, to lose. Who, who's only known because they're on TikTok. So they have to go after TikTok itself and, and say that, you know, China is manipulating the content mm-hmm. to, to reflect a, a, you know, an anti-genocide bias. Oh, no. <laughs> Which is hilarious because all the algorithms do is show you pro-Israeli content for the most part, if, especially if you're not in the, like, your followers section, if you're just in the general, like, search and news sections like that. Oh, it's even in my following. There was well, a, yeah, the for you tab even I get it a lot. No, 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 no. This was on my following. Uh, oh, on the on the following tip, really? Yeah, there was a tweet from the official Israeli government account about them delivering food to the Al Shif Hospital, <laughs> and it was not marked as a ad or sponsored, and was not retweeted into my feed. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. It must and have been, it must have been in those baskets they dropped with the uh, bombs. There was there was some food in those baskets. Yeah, well, they're just donating content to to Twitter uh, of their good free will, you know, so that we we get the true story instead of the you know the the Chinese <sighs> propaganda on TikTok. That's just unreal. It's fucking unreal. Um, the one nice thing about that story with the CAA executive, uh, and I'm not sure actually what the resolution is of this yet, or if there even has been one, but. Uh, Tom Cruise, who I don't know if he was friends with her or just knew her very well or worked with her, um, made like a really big point of being like, this is bullshit. Like, don't fire her. And and not even like, a, you know, I, I support Palestine type thing. Uh, although, who knows? I mean, maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. He I'm sure is smart enough not to say it publicly. But he was basically like, this is bullshit. You can't, you know, you can't get rid of her kind of thing. Throwing his... Uh, substantial weight around um so i you know that it you know weight of his stardom not his physical weight because he's a very small man i mean it makes me wonder how long she's been his agent because you remember the adam sandler song 
So many Jews are in showbiz. Tom Cruise isn't, but I hear his agent is. <laughs> <laughs> so probably not that long. Oh man! At least not We're gonna the break early, that out. It's the least, Hanukkah song season. <laughs> at least not the mid nineties. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. To we, be fair, you, I, I'm not sure. How, I'm not sure how factual some of the lyrics of those songs are. <laughs> like, well, I'm I'm sure they were pretty pretty true back in 1994 but yeah when you sent me that i was just like this is this is the yeah, you make that connection that's funny adam sandler song to the to a t great song but yeah um, i actually didn't know i didn't know if, if that's who he was talking about i didn't know if she because your know, name sounds kind of ethnic i didn't know if she was jewish or not I, see when i heard that name it sounded more like it, it sounded more like arab country to me and that's why i was like oh that's why she maybe. actually has like the you know it actually spoke up about it because it's personally you know not, not like that that's a like that's a you know it's like i well, i can't be fucking silent about this jesus well, christ so that hollywood reporter goes on to further criticize her to say that you know she knew better all along because back when she was in college she was speaking out for palestinian rights so she should have known better all this time <laughs> she did she did know better all this time and still knows better you fucking assholes like right oh god and then so yeah, and and then the the other one which happened kind of just before we went on air, um, or well, you know, or late like late this afternoon, uh, which fucking infuriated me on on several levels, uh, was Melissa Barrera, who is the uh, star of Scream Five and Scream Six, the last two Scream movies. And Scream Five is just called Scream. It was like a, a what the fuck they call them requels, like a reboot and a sequel. Like like a legacy sequel type. It's a reboot thing. or a sequel. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's so it's a reboot. So it's a soft reboot where it's like it still exists in the continuity and all the old characters come back. Oh, but it's like, okay. hey, look at this new cast to focus on type thing. You know, um, a lot of movies are doing it. like the Star. I mean, that was the Star Wars first Star Wars uh, of, of Disney's era. That was a yeah. same type of deal, you know reboot but still well, sequel kind of thing we had um, a friend of the show uh burner pat said that we should all be boycotting scream 7 when it comes out and i said uh i'll do you one better i've been boycotting the scream movies <laughs> screams two through six two through six yeah um i saw the first one i, I, was, I was like okay is it a comedy or is it a horror movie because the horror so scenes I, aren't I, making me scared and the comedy scenes aren't making me laugh so I, and and look i'm not look i i i Horror is a, horror is an acquired taste. It's a it's a it's a somewhat niche genre. Uh, I'm a self expressed massive horror fan. Scream is my all time favorite movie franchise, which is why this is extra shitty for me. Um, but I mean, of all the kind of horror franchises, to me, it's been the most consistent. Like there are just, I, I mean, there's six or seven just completely fucking unwatchable Friday the Thirteenth movies. Uh, Ditto for Halloween. Like I'll find something redeemable in all those movies, but there's, I mean, there's just some really bad fucking Halloween sequels. Um, n- never did they quite touch the 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 you know influence of the Reach or just just the general quality of the original Halloween. Um, but Scream's always been really good. I mean, there's you know a couple little dips, but it's never really been bad because it's a very repeatable formula. It's not supernatural, which makes it inherently less hokey and easier to kind of, you know, create an interesting sort of mystery and drama and whatnot. Um, And it just and it's and it's been, uh, you know, a great vehicle for like the next generation of sort of final girls in Hollywood with uh, Nev Campbell as uh, Sidney Prescott just 
way more capable um, and uh, autonomous character than than like Laurie Strode ever was. And it just fucking sucks because it's always been in the hands of the worst monsters in fucking Hollywood. The first five, four movies were uh, under Miramax's banner. So Harvey Weinstein like directly had his hands on all the, the first four fucking screen Ugh. movies. Why'd you have to I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, but I, Jesus Christ, I'm sure some of the women cast in that movie, unfortunately fucking made their way to the, uh, to the casting couch, uh, some of them, and, <laughs> yeah, right? Well, <laughs> probably most on. of them. Um, uh, yeah, whoever didn't have the fucking star power already. I was watching but, a great uh, film essay video on YouTube about how David Lynch's, uh, oh, which one is that? Mulholland Drive is really yeah. all about the casting couch. Like it's it's only about the casting couch hmm. system in Hollywood. That's what the entire movie is about, and nothing else. And I went yeah, back I and see, watched it, and I was like, "Oh yeah," because I always kind of got that it was like the you know the, the the dream of Hollywood versus the crushing reality, right? But I didn't pick up on the subtext of like which which aspects of Hollywood made it a nightmare instead of a dream, and, and that is that is it. That is it. Hmm. I got to rewatch that with that in mind because that's yeah. I've always the I mean the thing is like movies. it's. It's one of my favorite Lynch movies, but it's also very boring. There's a couple of great moments, but like there's moments where it's like, okay, this could be, this scene could be, the, the pace could be picked up considerably here. It's atmospheric uh, though, which goes a long way for me I know, personally. I know. That, 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 I'm a big mood, I'm a big mood, mood and tone person with, totally, with films. Totally. Um, but, but yeah, so, okay. So this, so this situation, she uh, was fired. Um, and for people that haven't seen the the new movies, the five, the Scream Five and Scream Six, she is like the lead of the movie. I mean, Nev Campbell didn't even come back for the last one because uh, the studio was too cheap to pay her, despite the fact that she was the lead of the first four films. Uh, so again, just great fucking hands this franchise has always been in. Uh, but Maybe they can get Drew Barrymore back. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> they unfortunately they fucking gutted her like a. You know, Christmas turkey in the first oh, movie. So did her writer's staff. That didn't stop her. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, if anyone if anyone would be a good step in at this point. Um, but uh, so she's been the lead of the I mean, for people that have seen the first movie, she literally is. Well, I won't, I won't spoil it. She's a she's a very famous uh, murderer from one of the previous movie's daughters, it turns out. So that's like she was obviously being set up to be like the lead. And like, is she? also a killer type thing um and and you know just generally a very good in that role uh working with some hokey dialogue but uh so she was fired because she uh was tweeting uh you know pro-palestinian things and very innocuous pro-palestine things i would argue um the hollywood reporter piece cited that she was fired for uh one of her reposts that said this as like a caption uh, Gaza is currently, and this is from the Hollywood Report article, Gaza is currently being treated like a concentration camp, she wrote in one post on Instagram stories, cornering everyone together with nowhere to go, no electricity, no water. People have learned nothing from our histories, and just like our histories, people are still silently watching it all happen. This is genocide and ethnic cleansing. Wow, what a controversial statement that is objectively true to anybody that has a fucking uh, brain or a television. Like, I, I don't understand well, how that could possibly is, be a controversial is, statement. You have all of these, you know, Ministry of Energy to people, Ministry of you know Defense people from Israel 
saying, yes, this is exactly what we're doing. We're going to ethnically cleanse them. We're going to <laughs> right. push them into, into Egypt. This is We, we absolutely are, are doing this, and we're not going to stop. Nothing's going to stop us. And then Blinken's out there saying, "Oh no, no, no! They're they're not going to. They're not doing that. That's not what they're doing. They're 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 focusing purely on Hamas, purely on yeah. Hamas. Hundred percent. So it's it's they're they're not getting blacklisted for exposing the truth about what Israel is really doing. They're just you know repeating what Israel has said they're doing, right? But we but here in the West we're trying to protect them, right from from scrutiny. So we're the ones that won't allow them to." Are, you know, people to speak out against it in, in Israel. They're like, yes, yes. Thank you for telling every for repeating our message that what we're doing is genocide and ethnic cleansing. We're turning the water off. We're turning the food off because they're animals, right? Yep. We're exterminating insects. That's all we're doing. And and it, why it's controversial to say those people are bad? That's that's the controversy is saying that those people are bad and that they're doing a genocide. That's the fucking state of dialogue of discourse right now. Yeah. In the mainstream is that that's uh, so and there's another post that people are pointing to, but this wasn't what was cited. Uh, but people are saying this is the real reason she was fired. Another Instagram post uh, again, <laughs> kind of objectively true based on what happened. Um, and this is a caption she actually put on Instagram stories. I've been actively looking for videos and information about the Palestinian side for the last two weeks or so following accounts, etc. cetera. Uh, why? Because Western media only shows the other side. Why they do that, I will let you decide, deduce for yourself. Uh, usually the algorithm on my social media gets the gist. Well, my Discover page on IG will only show me videos showing and talking about the Israeli side. Censorship is very real. Palestinians know this. They w- uh, they would The world has been trying to make them invisible for decades. Keep sharing. So people were very upset about the, the last line of that first paragraph, which was... Uh, or the last couple lines, which is uh, Western media only shows the other side. Why would they do that? I will let you deduce for yourself. Which, when you have bad faith, you immediately interpret as some sort of anti-Semitic line, which, again, you know, I, r- not remotely controversial to me when I read that. Like, I don't understand. Well, it, it's, you know, it's 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 the... It, here, here's, here's a... Okay, it's, it's better explained if I just read these couple tweets here. So uh, a guy named John Schwartz has a pretty big following. Uh, back on, let's see, 9-29-2023, he tweeted, that, so so Jonathan Greenblatt, who's either the, the head of ADL or a spokesman for ADL, Anti-Defamation League, and Elon Musk have been having a spat over some things that Elon Musk said. Apparently, he repeated some, you know, like blood libel fucking conspiracy theory, and that pissed off the ADL, and they've been going at it, right? So commenting on this spat, John Schwartz, who again has a pretty big following, tweets, it seems inevitable that Elon Musk and the ADL will come to an understanding in which Twitter users can engage in in virulent anti-Semitism, but cannot criticize the Israeli government, thus giving (laughs) both sides what they care about most. (laughs) So then um, a month and a half later on 11-17, Elon Musk tweets, As I said earlier this week, words like decolonization, from the river to the sea, and similar euphemisms necessarily imply genocide. Clear calls for extreme violence against our... And then it cuts off. So, so yeah. So, so the things that are not allowed to talk about is decolonization, from the river to the sea, similar euphemisms. 
Jonathan Greenblatt from ADL quote tweeted him and said, this is an important and welcome move by Elon Musk. I appreciate the leadership in, in fighting hate. <laughs> so exactly what the thing that was predicted would happen would happen is that, yes, you can still be anti-Semitic, but you can't criticize the Israeli government. That was that was the compromise. Yeah. No, it, it, it's just fucking unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, th- th- that's just. And by the way, and I think we kind of mentioned this earlier, how this is the ultimate thing that people want to stop happening is people to stop talking about this and stop getting angry. Um, the director for Scream 7, who was like a new director, he was not been on the project or on the franchise before. Um, people were yelling at him on Twitter. Um, he tweeted out this this very courageous uh, fucking uh, tweet. Uh, this is my statement. A uh, little heartbreak emoji. Everything sucks. Stop yelling. This was not my decision to make. Real, real fucking, uh, real, real fucking backbone there. <laughs> Just nothing about the fact that that you know this is a ridiculous fucking bullshit thing that, uh, you know nothing about supporting Palestine. Like just stop yelling. That's yeah. That's that's you know the typical liberal. Like stop being mean. Stop stop raising your voice. That's I mean the, the real most important the, thing. I think the real the real victims here are the Scream Seven fans who won't get to see the team they've grown to know and love. Did you see the picture of John Fetterman wearing a? israeli flag as a cape oh yeah oh yeah yeah i mean it's just this is the most pathetic fucking twerking for campaign dollars i've ever seen in all of my time covering politics which is really uh saying something um because i you know we've seen quite a bit of that uh in, in our time you know on the podcast but I, i've never seen somebody so shameless about this well he didn't um, like you know having to wear a uniform and apparently that's because he really wanted to dress up as you know a superhero uh, who looks like he only fights children and hospital workers. <laughs> yeah, that, that was actually someone else's tweet who said that. That's good, though. Someone else replied, uh, Captain Steal Your Land. <laughs> yeah. Um, good one. Yeah, so I don't th- th- This just fucking, uh, you know, I just to wrap that up, I think, uh, I think unfortunately for, for, for the pro-Israel side, that they're really hurting their case because when they do it, uh, in really innocuous situations like this, where it's like just clearly like bullshit, um, they're very, they're really opening up the younger generation's eyes to to, to the way that they operate and the, the way that the propaganda operates. And the nice thing that I've seen is under all of these news stories about this firing and about all these firings, it's it's universal. Like this is fucking bullshit. You know, we're not going to go see this. Boycott this movie. All this sorts of stuff like that. Um, and I think they they, un- they underestimate how devoted horror fans are to the franchises they like. So that's the kind of, I think, nice thing about this on the back end is that this movie is not fucking happening. Um, not to mention the fact that three of the other, two of the other three leads of this, like the new movies, um, have been super pro-Palestine. Jenna Ortega, who plays uh, fucking uh what's his name uh wednesday on that netflix series oh yeah is yeah. a co-lead she's, on she's this already, she was already out there saying shit right. before this stuff went down and people were already like well where did she learn about this and like oh apparently she read a bunch of marks <laughs> oh apparently she reads God, you know what, yeah. where, where'd she learn about these things that, that are objectively true <laughs> and same called for- literature look it <laughs> right. up uh and same for jasmine savoy brown who's like another lead from the series they've all been uh pro-palestine because they're young and intelligent and like they actually read things so um 
I hope I hope that they're smart enough to band together and just say like fuck this we're not going to do the movie. Uh but you know, we'll see what happens. It's just Well, it's uh, I mean the thing that the, the This needs uh, to be stopped though before it becomes a, another red scare situation because I could very easily see oh. if this is not you know massively protested against by the people in the industry they'll overplay their hand that is what they'll do because the people who i mean look look at just what marvel did disney and marvel did to the most lucrative film franchise in our lives they blew it in just 10 years they blew it right there's these are the same people that are trying to Even use their than, really, yeah. use the media to silence dissent and suddenly it's going to bite him in the ass. And they're going to go, Oh wait, actually no. <laughs> um, yeah. But it, it, the thing is they don't understand. It's like when you, you know, like, like I grew up as the internet was growing and turning into a thing. And every year it was like, Oh my God, look what you can do now. But the, you know, the, the, the 22 year olds of today have been able to do anything they want with the internet their entire life right yep. so that that creates a level of media literacy that we've never had before right when it's just like i don't know if that's true i'm gonna look it up oh hey you're you just lied to me i don't fucking trust you now right and shit like that is how you have headlines like this joe biden falls behind donald trump with young voters the a key group Jesus in 2024 Christ. among voters 18 well okay so first Young voters were a key voting block essential to Biden's victory in the 2020 election. An exit poll from NBC News in 2020 found Biden won voters age 18 to 29 by more than 20 points. Yep. Okay, so in 2020, Biden versus Trump, Biden won by 20 points. Which is just a gimme for Democrats. I mean, Democrats have ne- like never used lose the young vote. Like, it's just... So as bad right as they now, ever suck, they, they among never lose voters eighteen to thirty-four, Biden saw forty percent support compared to Trump, who led with forty-six percent support. Jesus Christ! So that is a drop of twenty-four points. What polling agency was that? <laughs> I don't know. This was on Yahoo News. Oh, well, I, I, I mean, I've been less judicious about citing things no i mean it's like you know even with margin of error that's in fucking insane like that's that's uh, you know again joe biden is as right-wing as shitty as democrats get but it's just a built-in uh given and and again that's the way the democrats have always taken it that the younger people will vote for them because they're the less uh conservative party um for that to be that i mean that's that could not be a more damning indictment of the fact that uh, in the internet age, people actually do pay attention to policy and do pay attention to what uh, these these politicians do. And Joe Biden has never made a bigger bigger miscalculation in his political career than he has in this just blind, uh, unwavering support for Israel uh, and allowing them to just fucking run roughshod and kill as many civilians as 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 possible. Um, you, you mentioned, uh, not growing up in the internet generation. Um, you sent this tweet to me today from Mark Hamill, uh, maybe, maybe just an hour after I'd already seen it posted in my feed, Mark Hamill, Hamill himself at twitter.com tweeted out Korea born during this one is referring to himself. Vietnam came of age during this one. 
Iraq, married with children during this one. Afghanistan, became a senior citizen during this one. We never learn. You can't force democracy on those who don't want it. Yep, no, that was the lesson from all of those wars. I'm so glad that you've paid such close attention. Uh, Imagine living through all of those fucking wars of aggression by the United States, and that's the fucking takeaway that you have, you fucking moron, just empty-headed fucking dipshit. And he he thinks that we were... So he, he generally thinks that we fought those wars to... To bring freedom to people. To bring freedom to to people who you know who didn't have only, it if they only learn how great democracy is that we right. if we just bomb enough of them they'll finally submit to a, a free society it's <laughs> like you know if, even if understood how good Taco even if Bell that was. was the problem if you go there and you kill five million koreans they're not going to trust your system of, of of government or system of elections and if anything, they just spite you and become more insular and nationalized. But to think that we were actually in Korea bombing the shit out of millions of them because we wanted to spread democracy, to think that we were in Vietnam to spread democracy, to think we went to Iraq and Afghanistan to spread democracy. Mark Hamill, I don't, did he hit on the head when, when he was coming of age during the Vietnam War? Like what, what, what? Why is he like this? I, I really don't know why he's like this. And I think it, it, you know, again, I've talked about this on the show many times, but it speaks to the fact that um, he, he just does not, he doesn't understand things. He's not a smart person. He doesn't understand storytelling. He doesn't Clearly understand. Clearly has no friends to call him up and be like, dude, like, dude, we, you, you, we got to talk about your fucking tweets, man. Cause you fucking, you're fucking up big time. I, like, people did, are. Just just mocking you merciless, mercilessly, considering the, reason, the character you played for decades. <laughs> the reason we know who you fucking are is because you were in one of the biggest anti-U.S., anti-Vietnam War films, you know, you know, allegories ever uh, put forth that just happened to turn into like the most popular, you know, sci-fi franchise of all time. Um, it, it, yet you you took nothing away from that. Like George Lucas has been super blunt in interviews. Like, yeah, the empire was the United States during Vietnam. Like, it wasn't the Nazis. Like, we use that imagery as a smokescreen for the fucking rubes, uh, like Mark Hamill. Uh, but obviously, the, the 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 one-to-one allegory there uh, was what was going on at the time in, in you know, in the 70s. He, he's, uh, he, the he American America, fucking Vietnam. He thinks America is the rebels and the Soviet revolution is the empire. That's the, There's no other way he could view the world. Then through that lens is, is uh, what he's, I, and I don't know how we can come to that because he's, you know, maybe never read a book, maybe never been on the internet except for Twitter. But yeah. So I had a couple other, just short little tidbits uh, before we get to sort of the, the big news of the episode. Um, this one's scary headline in California schools. Palestinian history is off limits. This is from the nation magazine uh, either today or yesterday. Um, After a backlash from pro-Israeli organizations, Santa Ana, California's ethnic studies courses discussing Palestinians were canceled. Really? Yeah. So, you know, APAC or some other group can say, we don't like the curriculum being taught here because it talks about the history of Palestine. 
So like, you know, this is a real we, great we fucking precedent we set with the uh, the fucking hicks and in, in, in the in the sticks where we let them just come in and trample all over the you know established accepted uh, agreed upon curriculums of schools because now everyone is just gonna use this to you know push the most fucking right wing pro capitalist pro you know genocide. It's, it's like Israel. It's, it's like the same people that don't want critical race theory taught because they don't want to, right. kids to learn about how Truth. oppression in history mirrors oppression right now in, in places like the occupied territories. Right. So pro-Israel organizations are now playing a key role in defining which ethnic studies courses across the state of California will be allowed, vowing to work with their own lawyers and the state attorney general to hold the districts whose curriculum they deem discriminatory accountable. So they're going to start paying lawyers to take school districts to court if they teach kids about what the Nakba was. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, this is, <sighs> this is definitely going to be a new frontier in the culture war because uh, Israel is completely fumbling and losing and shooting themselves in the face in their own PR war. Yeah, and I think, like you said, they'll overplay their hand, um, but I shudder to think how many Palestinian children have to be murdered for that to to be where we're at, to, for us well, to get to that point. They keep making babies to make it harder <laughs> for that to right, happen. Right, which is great. You know, just keep keep turning out those fucking Hamas soldiers. Just, we're, we're always going to have babies in incubators for, for the... yeah. Uh, but I mean, when you hear that the death tolls have children, it's like, OK, they're they're like they know that they're trying they're they're trying to wipe us out like we like the the, the key to not being genocide is to keep procreating. That, that's that's fucking horrifying to think about. But yeah, it's 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 horrible that they have to get to that point. But I think that's unfortunately the the, the, the realization that they've come to. Yeah. Um, One more thing I had here. Let's see a uh, Israel based. Um, defense company uh, had an office in New Hampshire that was vandalized. Uh, activists went up on the roof and dumped a bunch of red paint over the big sign out front and uh, got a lot of news. They got arrested. They may be charged with rioting and probably terrorism. Um, and Senator, J- uh, Senator Gene Shaheen from New Hampshire tweeted, what happened at Elbit, that's the name of the company, in Merrimack yesterday was an act of vandalism, not free speech. At a time of rising anti-Semitism in America, this must be protected to the fullest extent of the law. Or I'm sorry, no, this must be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. So she's calling for imprisonment of people for throwing paint on a building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and then she finishes up, I'm grateful to law enforcement for keeping Elbit employees safe. <laughs> From, for keeping from, the, the defense from, contractor employees safe. I'm sure that they were fearing for their fucking the, lives. The guys making bombs and drones need to be protected from dripping paint. <laughs> God bless our gold star families. Yeah, just like I what? Mean, those, some of those guys can, may have just gotten those shoes. I mean, come on, let's 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 have a heart here. Somebody quote tweeted here and said, if I were trying to articulate the essence of the 2023 Democratic Party in six <laughs> words. I don't think I could do any better than vandalizing a weapons plan is anti-Semitic. <laughs> what oh, children, what fucking snowflakes these people are. And this is a U.S. <laughs> senator or oh, former, yeah. former U.S. senator, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. 
just like which at hey, this point what do you well i guess she's trying to get on the board there so i'm sure that's you know oh yeah yeah or but, the, or maybe reason you know she's gonna stump for somebody who's gonna run for her old seat and she knows right. she'll get you know more apac money if she fucking sucks their knob yeah it's it's very unfortunate um what was the big story you wanted to get to? I thought that was the big story. No, no. The big story. Um, let's see. I had a lot of notes, so I'm scrolling up and down looking for the. Oh, yeah. This headline. Uh, Netanyahu and Hamas chief indicate deal on Gaza truce and hostage uh, trade is close. Mm. Source briefed on the negotiations told Reuters the. Long-awaited agreement, which would see the first truce of the war and the uh, and the first mass release of those held by both sides, was in the final stages and closer than it ever has been. Continued bombing, uh, bombing targeting displaced people in the south has a clear objective, and that is to force Gaza's residents to leave the Strip, Egypt's foreign minister spokesman said on X. Oh, I just kind of jumped around a little bit, sorry. So... So, yeah, they have been in negotiations despite all this bloodshed and carnage, uh, bombing hospitals, you know, and all their rhetoric about wanting to wipe them off the face of the earth. They are still negotiating. So it's 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 still it's like I predicted it would hit close to the 20,000 mark. And the estimate right now is 17,000 killed that they know of, which may also include people missing that they think are under the rubble that they haven't found yet. Right. So apparently as of right now there's going to be a five-day ceasefire for the exchange of hostages uh getting aid in getting water in um but then we'll see you know they're they're not releasing all the hostages they're releasing i guess just all the women and children i don't know how many are being released from israel we know there's like something like ten thousand palestinians held in israel uh without charge i would consider those to be hostages yeah um so, yeah, I mean, they may do the humanitarian thing for five days and then go right back to it. We shall see. But, you know, that's the, the, the demand needs to be for the end of the blockade, the end of the siege, the end of apartheid, um, all of it, not just a ceasefire. Ceasefire is just the temporary. Yeah. And that's again, and I, I really kind of lit into that last week because I just it's, it's fucking infuriating that the acceptable well, not even the acceptable that the unacceptable uh left-wing position is that like hey maybe you should just stop murdering people not like hey there should be fucking international criminal consequences for the people that aided and embedded this um genocide um and you know obviously the united states has aided and embedded a ongoing slow genocide in gaza for you know decades now but um for this specific ramped up accelerated push uh, should absolutely have consequences, you know, you know, attached to it. But the acceptable, uh, unacceptable position is that like, hey, maybe you should just like stop doing that. That's like the things that make people lose their jobs. Like that's the, I, you know, I, I don't want to live in a country where that where that's the that's the unacceptable far left fringe position is like, maybe you should stop murdering these fucking children. Like that's I I, I just don't even, you know, I, I don't even know how to approach somebody who who feels that way. Like, I, how do I even talk to somebody like that? Like, you're just a fucking mm-hmm. psychopath. Like, what? What? You don't belong in polite society. But um, so the last little bit here, um, 
Yeah, that is it is terrifying. The last little bit was from the same article, but it's about sort of the separate topic of you know this idea that they're going to keep pushing Palestinians further south and further south in Gaza until they're all just forced to go into Egypt. And let's see. So Egypt's foreign ministry spokesperson said on Twitter, uh, Egypt has clearly declared its utter rejection of any enforced displacement attempt of Palestinians into the, into Egypt, basically. So Egypt and, and Israel have a peace treaty right now. Um, any aid that gets into Gaza comes through that border. Uh, and we, as we know, Israel has sometimes bombed those aid convoys coming through Egypt. Yep. So there, you know, there is some contention there, but they're basically saying like, there's no fucking way we're going to let you force 2.3 million people into our country. We're just not going to let that happen. So, you know, but that's clearly that their ultimate goal, whether they accomplish it this time or they keep pushing towards it. That's they're going to keep they're We, we know they want to annex the West bank. We know they want to annex the Gaza strip. It's just how far can they push to, towards that goal line before somebody completely stops them and says no more money until you, you know, let you know, give Gaza three years to rebuild before you do it again. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it, it it's just, I, I don't know. This whole thing is unfathomable to me, but um it's it's a situation we're in uh so i wish i had better news to 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 leave you with but it's not uh well here's some good news we're taking two weeks off oh yeah (laughs) yeah so um yeah over the next couple weeks we won't be having a show uh we're getting into the holidays and i have a very busy schedule coming up but we're gonna try to squeeze another one or two in before the end of the year we'll have to look at uh calendars but um just you know keep your eyes on the feed uh for that um and we'll try to get those out you know as as we can if Um, there was something like world changing like a you know like 9-11 type level of fucking something that happened we would probably rally and just be like oh we got to get something out on the air but you know you've been listening to us talk about the same fucking crisis i can only fucking rant and rave about how pissed off i am about israel for so yeah for so long we can only do a show on Israel and Palestine for six weeks in a row before we need some time off ourselves, right? Yeah. So we we hopefully when we come back we'll have some good news. But barring you know a meteor somehow doubt it <laughs> striking the earth, you know we'll probably you won't hear from us for a little bit over the next uh, say four or five weeks or so. But uh, we are coming back at some point, new and better than ever. Yeah, and and definitely like I said, we'll we'll probably have one or two episodes before the end of the year. So just keep your eye on the feed, but. Um, make sure you, you follow us on our new, uh, site also, which is, uh, again, and this is, it's not, I, so I did get a, a more like friendly link, uh, made. It's not as, as, as a uh, mouthful as the other one, uh, shows.acast.com slash move left. So that's pretty easy to, to find shows.acast.com slash move left. Um, it's actually a really nice, clean interface too. It's just a list of our ep- our web our episodes, uh, little play button. I think if you click the episode, you can download. Which way had some little animated gifts we could add in there? You know, like a little like uh, glittery pot leaf, you know, or like a little glistening waterfall. Like it's fucking MySpace and it's two thousand three all over again. That'd be it probably cool. could. It seems this seems pretty bare bones. I feel like you could probably play with the source code on this one and do that. Um, but yeah, at some point we'll get a new logo too, just kind of new, new year, new us, new logo, all that sort of stuff. 
Um, but yeah, so you can go there, find the find the episodes, you know, available for playing in there. Uh, there's an, a quick link also right on that page, the RSS feed. So if you do want to add it to your podcast app, um, highly recommend Overcast. That's what I use for all of mine. It's like a third party podcast app, but you can, you know, it has all the other podcasts linked to it. You can add your own shit into there and then it'll auto update every time there's an episode and give you a ping. It's a way fucking cleaner interface than than Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any of those other shitty uh, prominent ones. Um, so yeah, check that out. Uh, acast.com or uh, fuck, what was it? <laughs> um, shows.acast.com slash move left. Um, follow us on uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash move left idiots. I'm sure we'll be banned from there any day now. Uh, but but while you can, follow us over there. Um, I am on Twitter at move underscore left. Uh, and I'm on Twitter at bikeslip. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Yeah.